eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, January 25th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Patrick Murphy. Patrick, let's start with the Buckeyes replacing Greg Madison. What do you think is going to happen there? Do you think that Ryan Day is going to bring in somebody to kind of be a right-hand man to Kerry Combs? Do you think it's just going to be a position coach? Might Kerry get demoted and he, he brings in a defensive coordinator, even if he doesn't make that public? Just what do you think is going to happen here in regard to replacing Greg Madison? I think that's the discussions that they're having currently, uh, you know, over at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. I think they probably, you know, started even before this announcement was made. I don't think this um, retirement from Greg Madison came as a major surprise to anyone in the building. Um, but I think it's a huge decision because obviously we saw the struggles um, in, in the past defense. So Greg Madison, obviously more involved with the front seven than he was, you know, the, the, the secondary. Um, so do you trust Kerry Combs to get this fixed in what you hope will be a, a much more normal off season where, you know, ideally you'll have spring practice and, and preseason and all that leading into a more regular season. And I think that's the question they need to answer. If they do, then you can really make this higher based on how you want the defense to look. If they don't, then I think you need another secondary coach to, to help with that. And, you know, I think Matt Barnes is also someone um, that, that needs to get talked about a little bit more because he's obviously been a part of this, um, you know, under both of the last two uh, staffs. And, you know, I think he has been probably underappreciated from an outside perspective for, for what he does um, when it comes to the secondary, um, both assisting Jeff Hafley and, and Kerry Combs. So um, to me, it, it seems most likely that they bring in another guy who maybe offers some new ideas um, you know, provides them with, um, you know, s- some, some change-ups. Uh, you know, I, I think that you've seen this defense be successful when it's had the right personnel. But even when they had three, you know, guys who were starters in the NFL this year in the secondary, um, once they got to the playoff, they switched away from that single high look, uh, you know, a decent amount against Clemson last year. And then this past year, um, obviously, you know, they, they did some other things once they got to the playoff, both against Clemson, Alabama. So having somebody who has some new ideas against handling some of these more high powered attacks may be um, a, a way to go. But, um, you know, I, I certainly think this is something that they've been considering for a while, knowing that, that Greg Madison was probably going to, to hang it up. And obviously, 
you know, I think we give Ryan Day the benefit of the doubt, right? When it comes to these hires, he's more often than not uh, hit home runs with the guys he's brought in in his two years at Ohio State as a head coach. Where are you at on Kerry Combs? It's such a small sample size of him as defensive coordinator. Only eight games. The stats don't look good. Obviously, the passing stats look horrible. But 25% of their games were played against Clemson and Alabama. They didn't really have an offseason. I've never seen an Ohio State secondary that had that much lack of depth. And I know they're talented. I know they're, everybody's going to say, well, look, Proctor was top 100. Banks was four-star, four-star, four-star. Wade, five-star. I get that. I get that. But they still they didn't have much depth. Uh, they lost a ton of guys in the NFL, but they got to be much better. Where are you at on Kerry Combs as defensive coordinator? I think you, you do give him the benefit of the doubt because of, of what he's accomplished, obviously, in his career and, and especially at Ohio State um, and all those things you just mentioned. I, I think that the the lack of an offseason when you're replacing that many guys is you know, important and, and probably, you know, fans don't don't want to hear that excuse. And I, and I think it's more of a reason, but I think that, Combs's leash gets a little bit tighter after this season, um, for sure. And you know, I think you know anybody um, on the that's involved with the secondary probably you know has to know that, that they need to make drastic improvements. And you know, it needs to be a jump like it was from 2018 to 2019 um, in terms of results for uh, for you know these guys to feel secure in their jobs. You know, in terms of Kerry Combs specifically, I thought the hiring was was interesting at the time he'd never run a defense, um, you know, above the, the high school level. So it seemed to me, um, you know, questionable to, to bring a guy in to do that, especially after, you know, a successful season like Jeff Halfley, but Jeff Halfley hadn't run a defense um, completely on his own either. So, um, you know, I think that, that, you know, I think we looked at it and we're kind of like, well, I can see it going both ways at the time. So far, it hasn't been great. Um, you know, I think there definitely is it's fair to ask questions, um, especially now. So, you know, I, I'm kind of teetering back and forth, but that's because I don't, you know, I, like you said, the sample size is just so small um, with, with this year that it, it's hard to judge. But uh, certainly, I think Combs will be under the microscope and, and whoever comes in, um, if they're helping with the secondary, will be under the microscope this year as, as we get into the season and you know, I mean, it's, it's not like they won't be tested. You start with a big 10 game in Minnesota, you've got Oregon on the schedule. So, um, you know, things will, will move quickly. There's not going to be just non three easy non-conference games to kind of work through and, and make the numbers look good. Let's look at some personnel on defense, specifically linebackers. They're losing all three starting linebackers plus Justin Hillier. So really all four starting linebackers in the Alabama game. I don't know what they were doing with that. Let's go with a four, four, three defense against Alabama. Uh, that was interesting to have four linebackers out there for most of the game. But anyway, they're losing their three starters plus Justin Hilliard. Feels like those guys were here for like nine years. Justin Hilliard was here for six years. It's like the old shirt on High Street. Ohio State, the best seven or eight years of your life. But they've got some talented guys waiting in the wings. Who do you think is going to be the starting linebackers next year? Good question. Um, I, I, you know, we've heard for years about these these 2018 guys, you know, waiting in the wings, right? The, the Taraja Mitchells, Kayvon Popes, Dallas Gantz. And I think that those are the, the most obvious guys to step in. Um, but I do think this will be a legit competition throughout the offseason. These, uh, the, you know, are the veteran guys ready to, to take that role that we've heard about for years and become those, those three linebackers from that recruiting class? Or are some of these young guys going to step up? You know, it also depends what the defense is going to look like. If you're going to stick with that single high safety look, 
you're going to use a hybrid bullet position, linebacker, safety, um, then, then Court Williams certainly becomes an interesting guy. He was recruited to play that position, um, obviously got hurt this year, and a guy who I think we probably would have seen a bit more of if he were healthy in his freshman season, um, you know, again, if he'd stayed healthy. So, um, you know, but Craig Young, Tommy Eichenberg, Cody Simon, Mitchell Melton are all guys that I listed um, in, in the story I did last week about the defense as potential guys who, who certainly seem to be um, in the competition at, at the very least. I think that, uh, you know, you, you've got to find the best three, four, you know, however deep you want to go and not worry about making guys happy. Um, you know, if, if the, the 2018 guys, the, the Mitchell Pope Gant class aren't the three best guys, um, then, then so be it. You know, that this is an opportunity for everyone, not just those guys that have waited their turn. And at a place like Ohio State, you've got to have the best talent out there. And I think at times in the past, you've, you know, you've seen coaches that, that want to reward guys for kind of waiting their turn. I don't think Ohio State has has the opportunity to do that. Um, and, and you need to have the best guys. I don't think Al Washington will. I think, you know, he's, he's shown he will play the guys who deserve to play, whether that be veteran guys or not. I want to talk about what the team is doing right now. A bunch of early enrollees have enrolled. And but Ryan Day told us right after the national championship game, he was going to give the team some time off. But he's got a bunch of guys coming in as freshmen enrolling early. The team right now working with Coach Mick, how much do you think he's pushing them as far as what Coach Day told us about? He wanted to give his guys a rest, but you also know, you know, you can't win the national championship in the offseason, but you sure as hell can lose it. That old cliche. How much do you think? Because right now, normally Mick would be killing the guys right now. They'd be really ramping it up. They've got the Valentine's Day massacre workout coming up. But everything Coach Day said, sounds like he's going to give his guys some time just to kind of rejuvenate. What do you think the team's doing right now? Yeah, my understanding is it's, it's not a ton. Um, you mentioned that freshman class that just came in. Those guys have to quarantine for a week. Um, so they are literally doing nothing. Um, it's almost as if, you know, they, the, the, the COVID protocol that guys went through this year um, where, where you have to, you know, quarantine in, in your dorm or apartment or whatever. So they're not doing much of anything not even the normal getting used to campus, uh, which, which is really unfortunate because I think that's a, a cool time, especially as an early enrollee when you come in and, and, you know, classes are starting and whatnot. They're taking, they've already taken classes online. So, um, you know, just, just another strange part of this cycle, but uh, the rest of the team, it sounds like the beginning of February, February 1st, right around there is when things uh, might start to ramp up from, from everything I understand. And that's when, Ohio State will start to get back in the swing of things. As you mentioned, Coach Day said he wanted to give these time off, these players time off. Um, you know, they hadn't seen their families really in, in you know, six, seven months. Um, a lot of guys, you know, from around the country didn't get a chance to, you know, see, the, see these people that, that they're used to seeing after games and whatnot. So uh, a chance to do that. You know, Ryan Day even talked about his family went down to Florida for a few days uh, or stayed in Florida, I guess, after the national championship game, then went up to Massachusetts. Um, so everybody kind of needed a, a New Ham- break. New Hampshire. Sorry, get, New Hampshire. You got to get his. Right. You got to get his home state right, my friend. You're right. You're right. My 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 mistake there. Um, but just everyone needed kind of a mental break after that. And you know, I think the one thing we we can't forget is that COVID is still a thing in this program. You know, everywhere, but but in this program, you know, just because they don't have games doesn't mean that these guys are going to go and be able to do whatever they want. Um, I imagine it will be a bit more relaxed. But, you know, they still want to stay healthy. They're still going to be, you know, testing regularly, from my understanding. And, you know, they're, they're going to be concerned about uh, guys getting 
um, the virus to some degree. So, you know, they want these guys to be able to take part in workouts. And if they're getting sick, then they're, then they're not able to do that. So um, that's still going to be a factor. Ryan Day was asked about guys getting, uh, you know, the, the vaccine um, and kind of gave a non-answer that he, he hadn't really even thought about that. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I think, you know, as, as we roll in the spring, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that and, and what becomes of, of this off season, because we didn't really get to see it last year when everything just shut down. Last thing I haven't talked to you since all the guys announced whether they were staying or leaving. We knew certain guys were definitely going to go. I mean, Justin Fields, Sean Wade, Wyatt Davis, guys like that, Josh Myers, but there were guys that surprised me. I thought for sure Thayer Munford was going to leave. I thought for sure Haskell Garrett was going to leave. I didn't even think Thayer Munford was a topic, Patrick. I didn't even, even that wasn't even on my radar. He's a three-year starter, senior. Definitely. I mean, he's just going to, yeah, he could come back, but, wasn't even on my radar. I mean, great news that Thayer Mumford's coming back. Haskell Garrett, I thought for sure he was leaving. Who were some of the guys that you're really surprised came back? Yeah, those two for sure. Um, I mean, Haskell Garrett, you know, I, you're only really a one-year starter, so I can see that. But when you have um, a potential All-American or a guy who was an All-American, you know, you, you usually expect them to go, especially a four-year guy who, you know, didn't redshirt um, and, or anything like that. For, for Thayer, I think it really came down to um, you know, promising that he would finish out his schooling and, and get his degree. And, and, you know, I think he's really blossomed during his time at Ohio State. Um, and, you know, I interviewed him and when he was a, a senior in high school. And it's a different kid from, from the guy that uh, – or he is a different guy from the kid that I interviewed back then. Um, and, you know, I think his time at Ohio State has really helped him in, in maturing and things like that. And so I just think that process for him is not done yet. Um, so those are certainly the two big ones. I think Chris Olave was a surprise to a lot of people. Um, I think that we'd heard, I know that you and I had heard some rumblings that he might be considering coming back. Um, so less of a surprise just because of, of kind of the, that speculation, but still he had to, you know, make that decision official. And, and he, as you know, until guys announce, um, that, you know, nothing's official, but that was uh, that was one that I think was a little bit surprising and, and certainly a big boost for Ohio State to get a guy like that back, especially given that you're going to be uh, running out a new quarterback in the fall. So you'll have arguably one of the best wide receivers in the country, um, you know, lining up there. And, and, you know, I've heard comparisons to Devontae Smith with him and, and the kind of season he could have, you know, if they can get even, you know, half of the production that Devontae Smith had from from Chris Olave. Um, and, the, you know, with this other other receivers in the room, I, I think it's going to be a lot more spread out next year when guys are really able to spend a full offseason together. Um, you know, I think they'll certainly take that. And, uh, you know, you hope that you get similar results um, from a team perspective. Great stuff from Patrick Murphy. Really appreciate it, Patrick. And thank you to all the listeners for tuning into the show. We appreciate that very much. Have a great day, Bucknutters. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 